Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to season three of the Agile World, where we discuss customer and employee experience, organizational and workforce transformation, and how business can adapt and continually improve in an Agile age. The Agile World podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed in this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. Healthcare can provide some of the most rewarding as well as the most challenging implementations of customer experience initiatives. And it presents many unique scenarios that companies and other industries uh, simply don't encounter. Today, we're going to talk about the patient experience and how it is both similar and different to other types of customer experience, as well as how to be successful in creating a great patient experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Brian Carlson, Vice President of Patient Experience at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Brian, welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. It's uh, great to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking uh, with, with about this topic with you. So let's get started first with a definition of, of patient experience. How do you and, and Vanderbilt define a, a great patient experience? Yeah, that, that's a great question to start with. And I think I encourage every organization to have, especially in the healthcare space, have a definition or what their vision of a healthcare or patient great patient experience is. You know, we, we, we use two things. One is I think of it as the barrel definition, barrel institute definition of it's the sum of all interactions. And I think that could translate to any industry, not just um, not just healthcare. But specifically at Vanderbilt, our our vision, our mission is to make healthcare personal. And our way of doing that, uh, what we strive for is to do things like communicate effectively, um, respect privacy, coordination of care, personalizing care with uh, with the focus on individuals' values and needs and serving people with kindness and respect. We call it our patient and family promise. And that really serves as our, our grounding platform uh, and definition of patient experience here at Vanderbilt. Great. And I love that that personal aspect to it. I mean, I think there's there, so much is so much of patient experience, customer experience, and, and even healthcare in general is data-driven and, and all that. So add, adding that intentional personal aspect, I think, I think that's that's very valuable there. Um, what measurements are used? Like, how do you know when you've succeeded or when you're succeeding or, or need to improve in areas? What are kind of the metrics of success and in, in, in how you go about patient experience? Yeah, like I mean, like every organization, we we implement a, you know various surveys to get feedback from our our patients about their experience with us. You know vast majority of the time it's post rather than than pre you know pre pre visit pre hospital or sorry post visit post hospitalization so we have no shortage of data we get uh, we administer surveys that are anywhere in length of 20 to 30 questions 
and and we use that data to gauge both in in increments of time and longitudinally over fiscal year periods just how we're doing um, but we do tend to look at things like likelihood to recommend overall rating of care but the improvement that needs to be done goes down into the individual questions we ask uh, and those are things like how how kind and courteous was uh, was the care team member uh, did we communicate with you effectively and then we break that down uh, at entity levels then down to unit levels and use that for improvements because patient experience is local. Everybody owns the patient experience. So um, yeah. they need to have a view of what their patients are saying about them, not only so they can continue doing what they're doing, but also where there may be gaps in process that they can improve upon to improve the patient experience for, for people to come. So let's talk about some of the uh, the, the differences and in, in some of the unique challenges with healthcare and you know it certainly shares some characteristics with other industries when when you're talking about more broadly the the customer experience but also has some unique ones so what are what are some of these unique challenges uh, as well as some opportunities that healthcare provides um, and you know and gives you the either the ability or uh, might might provide some some challenges in providing that great patient experience yeah well i mean one Healthcare is unique in the sense is I don't think people choose to want to come to the doctor or go to the hospital. So right. like other, uh, uh, unlike other industries, there's choice there, but that choice is driven by a need, a very personal need of I'm not feeling well or I have a problem that I need to get taken care of. I think the second thing I would say is depending on that, on that need really drives the anxiety that person's feeling to get the care that they need. And that can range anywhere from routine care to chronic care to unfortunately, you know, life altering, life changing trauma, things of those of, of those type. And the experience of, of those is, is very different for uh, for the person entering the healthcare system. And then how do we design experiences around that to help them navigate and get the care they need as quickly as possible to meet whatever the problem is, ultimately delivering on you know, safe, effective uh, outcomes. Um, the benefit we have, you know, on the delivery side is, is I believe, I don't believe healthcare is a calling. So people entering the industry are wanting to serve others. They want to provide uh, great outcomes. They want to help people get better. They want to help to help people feel better. Um, so, you know, in the experience space, how can we help the care providers be the most effective and efficient at their jobs to ultimately, so they in turn can be the most effective and efficient in delivering that care to the individual that's coming to them. Uh, so one of the, oh, I'll dive in on one of the things that you mentioned. So, you know, this idea that, you know, patients don't choose to need, um, you know, to, to go to a hospital and, and things like that. So, you know, from your perspective then, I mean, I can think of two, two scenarios is um, some people do have a choice of which hospital they may go to or something, but also people may be reluctant to go to a hospital if they had a bad experience. Uh, so, you know, in, are those two like kind of big considerations? Are there other things that, that you're keeping in mind as well of, because again, to your, to your point, they're not, it's not like they're buying a new TV or, um, you know, buying a, a second pair of shoes or, or something like that. It's, 
it's a very different use case. But are, are those things that I mentioned, uh, are those kind of top of mind or are there other things that um, as well? Absolutely. And I didn't, I didn't mean to, to say there's not choice. There's yeah. absolutely choice. The, the choice though is, is, is really what starts the, the, the need, right? Right. Um, unlike a TV, it's like, oh, I need a new TV. I'll do it. I'm not feeling well. I want to feel better. Yeah. We don't have a choice that just right. happens to us. But right. once that happens, absolutely, the we have choice and more and more choice, frankly. Um, and that's where, as a healthcare delivery system, we need to make it as easy as possible for those who are patients of ours or those who would be patients of ours, uh, as easy as possible to access us, to get in to see us, to get to our experts who can help them get uh, to to get better. So. Yeah. Yes, uh, you know when it comes to choice, who you see, you know, it, are you willing to travel? Do you want to stay local? Um, if you need surgery, do you want to be close to home? Or are you willing to be in a, in a if you're in a rural area in a larger city? You know, what are those choices that you have based on whatever uh, whatever is uh, is afflicting you, whatever your your problem may be, and and that's where it gets very unique because every condition is a little different. And what that delivery means and what it is we can do some of it we can do via telehealth so you can stay at home others requires you to come into the hospital and get all sorts of tests other is more maintenance and monitoring we need you to monitor yourself and 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 have periodic visits with your care provider to make sure that the the plan of care is is unfolding the way it should stakes are often high when decisions are being made about some of these things as well i mean you know real-time decisions or near real time, some of them data driven, some of them just, you know, a person making the best choice based on their expertise. How do you how do you work with employees, what, regardless of their role, you know, doctors, nurses, others supporting roles? Um, how do you work with them to provide help them provide the best possible experience, even when, you know, they're in this fast paced environment? Yeah, well, I, I think it, it first it starts with understanding them and, and listening. And, and what is, what is the, what are their goals and the care, the practice they want to lead or, or the environment they work, they, they work in. So I think you have to have that perspective, but from there, our job is to bring the voice of the patient to them and help them understand what the, their patients are saying about them. And then how can we meet in the middle to, to make improvements? The, the fact is, Greg, we do a lot of, a lot of great things. We do it, we do it well. A vast majority of the time, and, and that's something that, that we need to be very proud of is that the outcomes are very strong across the industry now. But there's always room for improvement, of course. So how can we help those care teams be a little more effective, be a little more efficient, um, and and then once we understand that, what are they struggling with? So is it a process issue? Are they feeling burnt out? Are they having issues amongst the team that they can't communicate effectively? All of those are things that really need to be diagnosed at the local level to, to dictate how can we help them get better? How can we help them feel more engaged in the work they're doing and then ultimately support the patients that are coming to see them? Another common challenge in, in healthcare and just the, the patient experience in general is the, the education gap between you know the patients that are receiving care or, or learning about diagnoses and, and things and then the experts providing it 
um, I'll count myself in that that uneducated uh, patient category. And, you know, so it's, it can often be daunting. And um, and so even though there's places like WebMD and, and so many things, there, there's still such a big gap, you know, between the experts. How do you manage this? And um, how do you have more knowledgeable customers or, or patients in this in this case? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it starts with, of course, access to information and, and you know, with the internet, there is no shortage of information right. available to, to all of us if we have the question. So right. it, it, to me, it's really about, about engaging the individual in their care so they feel empowered about their own health. And if you feel empowered and it's, it's important to you, your desire is going to be one to find out more information if you need it. Um, you know, I had a friend, friend recently who wasn't, uh, who wasn't feeling well and they had a, a sore back and, um, you know, they went on the internet and, and basically self-diagnosed themselves with a, with a gallbladder problem. And oh, wow. you know, I said, well, you should, you know, I'm glad you could self-diagnose yourself, but you really need to go see someone to, to really ascertain is that what it is. So they did. And it turns out it wasn't a gallbladder problem at all. They had shingles. Oh, um, wow. okay. and, uh, you know, obviously that's manageable, very uncomfortable, very painful, uh, not a, a, an ideal experience, but they were engaged in wanting to learn what was going on with them. So they went out and sought that information, sought that research. They, you know, were doing the, the self-analysis what's wrong, but ultimately they needed to go talk to the experts to, to help really diagnose what it was. Um, so that education gap, it starts with engagement. You got to have an engaged uh, patient, engaged consumer, and that engagement starts, you know, are they having a problem? Are they feeling well or not feeling well? Um, there are some people who feel well and they want to be engaged in their care and they're trying to you know, always have the optimal health. There's others who, who don't. And it's only when they have, you know, unforeseen outcomes that they get engaged and then it's access to the information, access to the, the physicians, access to the nurses to help them uh, connect the dots and what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. And um, in the, you know, in the process, so um, there's, there's the research done beforehand and, and everything like that within the process, you know, when someone is having a visit and, and everything, are there different types of approaches based on different types of, of patients? I mean, there's some people I think, um, I'll, you know, just speaking from personal, I, I have a hard time with like needles and, and blood and, and things like that. I'll just, you know, true confession here, but, uh, you know, some people want to know more about it than others. Like how, how have you worked with different varying levels of like desire to learn? I mean, everybody should know, um, you know, to, to a certain degree, you know, what's going on with them, but are there different kind of playbooks based on how comfortable someone is with the, with the, the material, let's say, or how does, how does that work? Yeah. Well, I, I, let me start at the individual level. Yes. I mean, we, and healthcare's had, you know, this expertise for, for a long time, yeah. you know, literacy levels, uh, health literacy levels, you know, uh, teach back communication tactics that can help people understand reading levels. Those are all things that we look at you know, and have, have at an individual level can help someone through what you're speaking about is at the macro level, you know, how yeah. do we, how do we bring that to the community? And I think that's still a, a, uh, evolving space. Um, 
because there are so many different literacy levels that it really requires, you know, a relationship and a one-on-one communication so we can understand where are you in your journey and how can we help you understand better what it is you need because we have tools that can help you. Yeah. Uh, but we need to have that level of relationship and understanding that care relationship to be able to give them the resources so they can do it. But that goes back to that. That's going to require that individual to engage in that care, to go out and seek it, to go out and, and be involved and, and educate themselves uh, with whatever's going on and then create that relationship. So they come into the care provider and form and then develop that relationship on, on how best to help them understand whatever is going on with them. So one, one last question before we wrap up here, um, where do you see the biggest opportunities ahead for, for improving patient experience and what can we expect to see in the next few years in this area? Yeah. Well, let me, let me start with the importance of, of the teams that are delivering health, you know, the, the care. Um, like I said earlier, healthcare is a calling and I am, I am privileged and honored to work around these individuals on a daily basis. They, they truly are selfless. They do amazing work. And I, I, great experience starts with the support and their ability to deliver that a great experience. So, you know, just as an example, you know, healthcare, healthcare is a team sport and not one individual can do it. So we've been doing more and more work of how can we build better teamwork across teams um, so that they can come together, they have relationships, they respect each other, and they can communicate effectively. But they're so busy, it's hard to spend the time to do that. So I think that you know, one thing we're going to continue to see is how do we grow that teamwork across those teams so they can deliver that, that ideal care. I think the second thing I would say is, uh, like I mentioned here at Vanderbilt, where we are on the journey and on the path to make healthcare personal. Uh, but that's a journey. There's no endpoint to that. So what does personalization mean? And personalization in healthcare means different things to each each person. That's why it's personalized. So um, you know, it could be customized treatments. It could be um, individual ways. You know, customized ways that we interact with them that we bring to them education that is, is you know, very personalized to whatever's going on with them. Um, but in order to, to do that, it goes into the third space, which is the, really the technology and the digital. You know, using the data, using the experience we have, using algorithms, using AI to, to start to understand larger groups of populations. So how can we tailor it to them and start to personalize at that individual level? Yeah. Do you see, um, technology playing a bigger role or just the technology getting more sophisticated that's being, you know, because there's always going to be that very personal, literally hands-on um, aspect of, of healthcare. But do you see technology playing a, a bigger role or, or, again, just sort of the nature of its role changing? So when I, when I Greg, when I think, you know, technology, I, I'm going to break that into to two, two buckets. The first bucket being digital and, and the, the technology we use to help people in their care. So this is things like apps, websites, you know, monitoring tools, how easy are they to use? And I think the technology in that space is, is, is already pretty mature, but we'll continue to advance. And it's all about making the, the effort consumers, patients have to give that much easier in their care, in, in their care journey. 
the other part that I think is 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 here is and will continue to grow is the use of data. We have we have so much data in the healthcare space, and how can we use that data um, and artificial intelligence and algorithms to help understand um, from past experience what future outcomes may be and help guide people down paths where they where the data informs the care that they need or the intervention that they need or the uh, exercise program they should be on, what works best for them. And that's both in the clinical and non-clinical space. And I think, you know, DNA uh, is, is, is obviously here, using people's DNA to customize treatments. All of that is, 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 is so exciting in where we're going and where we continue to head. But that, that personalizes that experience. That's making healthcare personal, and that's all part of the experience that, that we're speaking about. So I'm very excited where we're going in, in that direction and, and, and in the years to come. It's, it's, it's quite exciting. Well, Brian, thanks so much for joining the show. And I, I just want to say, you know, it's obviously it's been a, a very trying year plus um, with with the pandemic. But I think Vanderbilt has been doing some some amazing work and, and showing some real leadership there. And, you know, so I'm, I'm thankful for for all the work that that your teams are, are doing there. And um, and and I, I appreciate you taking some time to to talk through these things and, and hopefully help others in, in the healthcare industry. Uh, for those listening, um, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, so yeah, the the best way is is via LinkedIn. Um, uh, my my profile on, on on LinkedIn would be the the best way to to interact. Um, uh, so I'm very active in in that space. Um, and I too, I want to thank you, Greg. You know, for for hosting platforms like this to allow us to share ideas because that's how we learn and, and that's how we get better as an industry, how we better get better as a society. And I also appreciate appreciate the acknowledgement. It has been a, a challenging year and it continues to be challenging, you know, as you and I speak on this on this podcast. So yeah. um, you know we have we have bright bright skies ahead, but it, it is has been a very challenging time. So I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. Yeah, of course. Well again I'd like to thank Brian Carlson Vice President of Patient Experience at Vanderbilt University Medical Center for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World Podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, from my website at theagile.world.